0: Welcome to the Unlocking Athletic Potential Podcast
1: with Ian and Johnny. Discussing our passions of sport, OCR, running and fitness to help you perfect your craft. Hi there and welcome to this week's episode of the Unlocking Athletic Potential Podcast. Before we get started on this week's episode, we want to shout out our partners, Red Dot Running Company. They are the go-to store for all your running, trail and sports nutrition needs in Singapore. Red Dot are passionate about sourcing the best brands worldwide. We are proud to be associated with a company we love and are also focused on helping athletes perfect their craft and unlock their athletic potential. Red Dot, thank you for partnering with us. We hope you enjoy this week's episode.
0: Welcome to this week's episode of Unlocking Athletic Potential podcast, where we dive into the minds of athletes, coaches, and industry experts to talk to them about their passion and focus with the aim of passing on advice to listeners to help them perfect their craft. I'm Johnny Teo, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Ian Deef.
1: Hey, Johnny. Great to have you on, my man. And we are both so excited with today's guest because not only is she a multiple endurance athlete who has excelled in so many different events across the globe, she's actually a good friend of ours as Very well. Nice and <laughs> her bio is absolutely fantastic. She's a two-time world adventure champion. She finished second at the Spartan Ultra World Championships. She finished third at the most recent Spartan World Championships. She's competed in and won a number of trail and endurance events worldwide. She's got a master's degree in sports science and she hosts a raw adventure camp with her husband, Jackie, in Tenerife. But most importantly, she is one of the loveliest and happiest people you would hope to meet in life. We are so, so blessed to welcome to our podcast today, Miriam giliop brosse Miriam, Mimi, fantastic that you can join us. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
2: <laughs> so, well, well, thank you for the welcome. <laughs> thank you. And I'm very happy to be with you because, uh, like we say, it's a long time we have been together and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. A
1: long time. <laughs> yeah, it certainly has been a long time since we've all seen each other. So, for those of our audience that don't know, actually, uh, we met
0: Miriam out in the Asia circuit of racing, and we normally see each other quite often, almost every other week or every other month when she's out in Asia racing around. But we definitely miss seeing her around this part of the world or us seeing anybody at that is.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Miriam, we thought we'd kick off with some fun facts. Jack Bauer, who's been a guest on the podcast, is an amazing hybrid endurance athlete in his own right, but is often known for bringing out incredible statistics. I was in touch with Jack before our episode, and he's given me some amazing statistics on your Spartan career so far. So I thought I'd I test you yes. just to see how much you know about yourself when it comes to Spartan. So Miriam, do you know how many different countries you've podiumed in?
2: Uh, let me think.
1: Do you want to, do you want to take a guess?
2: Mm, perhaps uh, on, only Spartan or all the races.
1: Oh, only Spartan. I think if we were trying to get stats on all races, the number would be incredibly high. Just Spartan.
2: So twelve? No, fifteen.
1: Oh, that's a very good guess. So you have more Spartan podiums in in different countries than any other athlete in the history of Spartan. Halvard has twelve. Halvard Bolsham. You have fourteen. Oh, 14. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, you podiumed in China, a man, France, Ireland, Taiwan, the United Arab Emirates the US, Italy, Singapore, Spain, UK, Australia, Hong Kong, Malaysia, and Sweden. Across four different continents, it's pretty amazing. (laughs) You also have, these are some other stats for you, you also have the largest winning margin over another athlete in Spartan history. So we'll talk about your incredible Morzine Quad weekend shortly, but your winning margin over second place in the ultra was two hours, 13 minutes and 48 seconds. So that was when you finished first in the ultra. That's the biggest winning margin in Spartan history.
2: (laughs) I can see.
1: I'm happy with Uh, it. (laughs) (laughs) You're also the oldest person to podium in a US National Series Spartan race at the age of 41. So I think Ryan Woods is the same age, but a little bit younger, I believe, because I think he podiumed in that same race as well.
2: And uh, by the way, tomorrow I'm 42.
1: (laughs) Hey,
0: Hey! happy early birthday.
1: By the time this podcast is released in a couple of days, you will be 42, Marion. So this is another cool one, which I want you to guess. So do you know how many times you've been on the podium with your husband, Jackie?
2: I think...
1: Three or four times. Three. Okay, three. Jack seems to think you've been on the same podium as Jackie thirteen times. Is that really? You? you don't think that one's right? We might. We might have to check. Might have to check with Jack. Uh, Jack Bauer uh, on that one.
2: Perhaps. I don't remember. But yeah, I threw in China. I've been on the podium with Jackie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> many times, yeah. And he said, every time you've been on the podium with Jackie, you've won the race. <laughs> <laughs> this
2: is great. <laughs> I need no, to no bring no, 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 Jackie, go,
1: there you Jackie go.
2: with me on the podium.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. You have competed in so many endurance races. We want to take it right back to the very, very beginning. Where did this fitness journey start, and, and where did you find this passion for adventure and endurance events?
2: Mm, I think it's since a long time my parents they were used to do a long adventure, so they were used to bring me and we were all the time outside so since I'm a teenager, my first sport is uh, my background is uh, rowing, so I was a rower mm. for many years uh, i was I was in the national team so and after, oh, wow. yeah, and uh, after um i, I was uh at, um how do you say a ski i was very strong on the mm-hmm. cross country ski i've been few yep. years on the podium also in different uh, like uh, cross country uh, triathlon in the winter triathlon so mm-hmm. And uh, and after I met Jackie on Adventure Race, and since we were just traveling around the world and uh, racing, so we raced 15 years together. But in same time, wow. so at the end, another oh, end, I've been also for a long time uh, Xterra girl. <laughs> so and uh, Iron Man also, Iron Woman, professional.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow, so, that's an amazing that's amazing report right there. Yeah. Absolutely. And um,
1: you grew up in France. This was all in in France. I
2: grew up in France and um, straight I've been in in the mountain. I spent a lot of time in the mountain because I was passionate about the mountain and to be outdoor. Since always, I love to be outdoor. I don't like to live in the city. So I try to find a way to escape the city and uh, to live with the
1: mountain. Awesome. And out of all of these incredible experiences, races, adventures that you've had, are there any that stand out as being your favourite? Is there particular events that you really look forward to the most?
2: Well, my best memories is when we have been for the first time world champion with Jackie. It was in Tasmania. For us, it was... um, our decision to we it's the year we decide to live only with the prize money, and uh, we decide to do many races. And uh, this year, all the races we won, Organizator didn't give us the prize money. So it was a lot of trouble for us, and uh, we kicked our job. We were um, we were we didn't have flat anymore. We were just living in the van, and we have no money. We were just racing and winning race with nothing. And when we won the um, the world championship, it was in Tasmania. Straight everything changed, and uh, Australia wow. helped us and uh, gave us support. So we could spend our lifestyle. So it was uh, a really great memories because uh, after this, we say, okay, we are in the good direction. Because, you know, when you win the race and uh, in, at the end, you adjust the price, you don't have price money and you don't know how you can still living. And uh, you, you think need, I need to come back in the normal lifestyle or uh, I can stay in this uh, way good lifetime so, so yeah tasmania 2011 it was a great great memory for us
1: yeah wow and you're part of the full racing team there and then you followed up that victory in 2013 with a second world championship yeah. victory yeah,
2: as this, well this it was great also <laughs> it says uh, well i have also a, a good memory yeah. on this race because you know when you won once after uh, you think it's, uh, uh, it's, it's done. But when you, you have a second winning title, it's, uh, you say, okay. The first one, it was not because I saw a light. It's just because, uh, we have a strong team. So it was a uh, super great. And also it's a lot of good memory for me because it's the last time I saw my dad, <laughs> but it's not to be sick, uh, to be, it's just because he, he was sick. And uh, with Jackie, we decided to invite him. And he saw us to win the race. And straight after the race, he passed away. So for me, it's uh, amazing memories because uh, it's a, a beautiful title. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And then I'm intrigued to know when this journey into Spartan started. Obviously, you were taking part in adventure races, trail races, multiple discipline endurance races when did spartan sort of creep onto your radar
2: i think 2016 yeah jackie did the race before the year before he was in Tahoe, but uh, me uh, i was thinking it was not for me because uh, i have another idea about spartan race and uh, i didn't i was more thinking it was like a tough murder. Yep. And I didn't really like this kind of obstacle. So I told to Jackie, no, I don't want to, to do that. And many friends, I have a, a really good friend. She's a strong one, uh, Diana Blake from Australia. Yep. And uh, she she was racing with us in adventure race. All the time she said, Mimi, Mimi, come. It will be perfect for you. You will love this kind of races. And I said, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. And once I tried, and uh, it was in Italy. And uh, I was so afraid. Even the first wall, when you have to go to the um, start line, I was in struggle to to climb. <laughs> and I said, "Oh, <laughs> it, it will be an interesting day for me." And uh, when I took the start, it was uh, amazing. It was like uh, when I was teenager, like a cross country race, and I really love it. So after I said, "Oh, I like this uh, kind of race, and I want to be more focused." So yeah. So I think uh. 2016 or 17, no, 16, I think.
1: And since then, yeah. it's just been a worldwide journey with multiple podiums, as we've heard. Is there a particular country or a particular race on that Spartan journey that stands out for you?
2: Me, I really love uh, China. Uh, I love the um, the people and how the, they, um, it's, it's a race, but it's more like I don't know a big community, and uh, I really love the spirit in uh, in Asia, and also I love the spirit in uh, in Middle East. It's uh, the same. Yeah. It's uh, people; they are very respectful, and everywhere it's a big community, and everybody is. I think it's part and race. The, the people are very friendly, and uh, it's a good spirit.
1: Yeah, the community definitely makes it. And two countries that you've mentioned there, China, is where you've met Johnny. Out racing, mm. and then we saw each other at Abu Dhabi Stadium race a couple mm. of years ago. And Thomas Blanc, our mutual friend, was out there as well. He was course director that day. I think Jackie hit the podium that day as well, and you yes. <laughs> on top of the podium as, as we know on that day. So that was a fantastic race. One of the Spartan races that really stands out in, I would say, in Spartan history, was your race in 2019 in Morzine. And I just want to tell our listeners a little bit more about this because usually the idea of doing a trifecta over a year is a goal for many people so for those who are not familiar a trifecta is when you run a spartan sprint a 5k 20 obstacle spartan sprint a spartan super which is a 10k with 25 obstacles and then a spartan beast which is about 21K with 30 obstacles. And if you manage to complete all of those Spartan events, you get your trifecta. And the idea is you try to attain that. Many people try to attain that over a year. Sometimes people try to do a trifecta in the same weekend. But Miriam, you took it to the next level. You did what Jack Bauer describes as the quadfecta. And I just want to talk people through these stats. So on the Friday night, you won the Morzine Ultra Beast, in seven hours, 51 minutes. Now, Morzine is one of the toughest Spartan courses out there. Huge elevation, technical terrain. Not only did you finish and win that race by the biggest ever winning margin in Spartan history, you were actually fourth overall, ahead of some incredible established pro athletes as well, um, like Samuel Castelia, Chris Lemke. Um, So that was amazing in itself. But then on the Saturday... You went and won the beast in three hours, 10 minutes, again, 20 minutes ahead of Yanka Popova, who was the next placed athlete. Again, she is an absolute awesome Spartan athlete in her own right. Then on Sunday, <laughs> you went and won the Spartan Super in an hour 53. Uh, one of our close friends, Andrea from Hong Kong, was in that race. You, you were ahead of Andrea as well. And I think he was going into that fresh. And then to finish it off after those three races... You went into the open sprint with Jackie's mum. Yes. Yeah. Incredible. I, I just want, want to know, congratulations. That, for me, is one of the most incredible achievements, I, I think, in Spartan history. I know there are people that have won world championships, etc. But what you have done there, for me personally, is, is incredible. And I, I kind of want to know just how did you attack each race? Did you give a full effort on each race? Uh, what was your recovery strategy to get ready for, to go again talk us through this incredible weekend
2: well first i know for everybody they were very impressed about uh, this uh, weekend but um the people in fact they don't really know what i'm doing what is my real job <laughs> my where i get my income is from multisport race and it's this uh, stage so I'm used to race uh, one day the next day and uh, for four days mostly and it's a full speed <laughs> so for me it yeah. was like not easy because it's never easy when you take a start and you have uh, you have to push hard for eight hours or three hours but it, my body is very used about that so how I manage this weekend, but Jackie is my coach and um, the plan uh, we had to put this ultra because I want to have my qualification for the world. And uh, in my schedule, there are no many weekend we, where I can do this uh, the ultra. So that's why we choose this weekend. And uh, in same time, we want to have a, a block of training. Uh, My goal was to be very performant for the 24 hours. And uh, it's good to have uh, many kilometers in the legs. So we decided to have this weekend um, a lot of kilometers on my legs. It was one weekend after the European Championship. So it was uh, perfect because I was very, uh, very fit for the European Championship. And it's like, you know, when you are racing and when you are training, you try to have some peak of performance. And when you have a peak after you have a few days, you are a little bit slow, but after you have uh, another peak. So (laughs) I was lucky (laughs) this weekend, I was in the another big peak. And uh, Jackie says, uh, first, the ultra, you just uh, run easily. You do your race and uh, you don't try to push hard. You just uh, race at your pace. So it was an amazing surprise when I arrived first and I have an uh, overall. And uh, when, I, when we discover I have a big gap with uh, other girls. And also it was my first ultra. So it was very interesting. So this was a good surprise. And for the day after, it was my best surprise because I have no idea if my leg will be fresh or not because Sometimes you are fresh the day after and sometimes not. So when I wake up um, for this weekend, for the beast, it was the final of the French national championship. So (laughs) a lot of strong women. I say, okay, let's do it. And I took the start and uh, I was flying. So it was super cool.
1: That race, Mariam, is actually on YouTube as well. I watched your race today. Thomas Blanc, I think, was filming that race. And your spear throw on that race was amazing. They show the male competitors. Most of them are missing the spear and you come along and your spear throw is so decisive and strong. You just pick it up and it's just bang. And then you (laughs) fly off. It's my favorite moment of that video. Love (laughs) it. So if, if you want to see someone nail a spear throw with full velocity, what make sure you watch this video? Oh, it's okay. Absolutely yeah. brilliant.
2: I have a very different diet from the many other people, and me I am eating only fruits. So this helped me a lot to to have a recover uh, recover very fast. So I think this is the most important because uh, I don't know if you you know, but uh, I'm in the um, Quartz program, it's um, for the dopage, but also for the health. It, for me, it's very important to to show to the people you can be very strong, but to, to be very healthy, because uh, this program is not only about uh, drugs, it's about your health. So if in the morning they think I have uh, a level of my, I don't know, I have of my uh, cholesterol too high, or something like that they they give me a non-stop uh, non-start I'm very happy to work with them and to show you can be very strong and recover very fast if you have the good um, nutrition this is helped me a lot
1: what kind of fruits are you taking Mariam what, what, what is it dried fruit like dried apricots or no
2: only fresh because uh, it's so important to have fresh fruit because in the fruit you have a lot of water fresh. and yes. this water is exactly the same water that you can your body can absorb because when you drink water the water need to be transformed by, by your body because it can't absorb the the water from the tap right. but the water from the fruit it's exactly the Same composition like than your body, so be only fresh.
0: What is your like go to fruit right after a race? So especially with these back to back races, what are the things you go immediately to, and then how would you continue eating to recover for the next day's race?
2: In fact, if you want to recover faster, straight you are eating your body start to be focused on the digestion so instead to recover your body it will work on the digestion so the goal when you want to raise the day after you want to help him to recover faster on the muscle uh, on, inside your body and don't use energy to the digestion so me after um, a long race like that I drink uh, uh, seawater and after, I eat a lot of uh, uh, very juicy fruits, like melon, like uh, watermelon, like uh, what I had uh, this weekend because it was summer in France and we had a lot of melon. So I eat a lot of melon and only only one fruit. So it's more easy to digest.
1: Gotcha. Are you taking vegetables as well, Miriam? Because after a lot of my sessions, I take like spinach and spirulina. Is it literally just fruit that you're having?
0: No,
2: the electrolyte, it's from my seawater. Okay. In fact, on the seawater, you have the 89 minerals your body need. So I don't really take vegetable because it's more difficult to digest. So I take a lot of seawater.
1: Because of I've injured myself with my toe, I'm actually going to start doing some open water swimming out in the in the sea. So based on Mariam's advice, I might make sure I actually swallow a bit of... <laughs> Oh, you might want to. See you, it. Food. you
0: might want to sit with the filter. I just a bit. Filter it
1: like, Yeah, possibly. I
0: was gonna say, for those that didn't know, uh, me and Miriam and Jackie, we did a race in Taiwan. We didn't know we couldn't bring certain fruits in, and then all of us somehow got fined as we came into the country. Was that true, right, Miriam? Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had a banana. I forgot.
1: Fine. <laughs>
2: to bring fruit in the country i'm a a bad uh, citizen
1: (laughs) it's crazy like firearms drugs you know you expect fines for that but fruit (laughs) i mean i can understand understand what
0: you're trying to do prevent prevent, you know in in species that don't belong in the countries for mine it was a little funny because i just forgot i had a banana in my bag i literally forgot about it and i was like i can eat it now like nope we're gonna find you it oh well that sucks (laughs) (laughs) But
2: it it was the same because we are used to travel in Australia or New Zealand, so um, we are used to know sometimes you are not allowed to bring fruits. So all the time we told them we have fruits, but they were not happy (laughs) we had fruits because us we are okay, we eat fruit during the plane and after we put in the bin and that's all. But uh, no, they were not happy about that.
1: Miriam, the one question I was really intrigued to ask you is, I think I have a a theory a little bit on this and I'll tell you afterwards. But when you're competing in these events, there's going to be moments where your body is really going to be hurting. Do you have any sort of mental strategies or mantras that help push you through the difficult times?
2: (laughs) Yes. I'm used to be on this plant, so that's why I have worked a lot because I don't like to to suffer. I'm very focused about my environment. Instead to be focused on my pain, I think about what I'm, what is around me. So if I see a tree, if I see people, I try to to be focused on this. So it helps you to. To forget your pain because if you think about your pain it will be worse and worse and if you think about something else after you forget it and uh, and also what i like to do it is to bring a lot of oxygen so uh, i do like a mental preparation and uh, i i try to see my oxygen to go through my body to go the part who is quite painful so i bring a lot of oxygen and love and Try to explain to my body, don't worry, it's okay. <laughs> we just need to keep going, and uh, I don't want to hurt you. I just want to push a little bit hard, and that's all. I-, I talk a lot with my body. It's quite funny, but uh, I'm talking during the race <laughs> with myself. That
1: makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What I notice as well, Miriam, is with all of the videos I've seen of you, you're always smiling, and I think one that obviously, if you're if you're happy when you're running. That's just gonna give the rest of your body kind of positive vibes, but also because you're smiling, your body's staying in a relaxed state. And then obviously, if you're running relaxed, your muscles gonna be working that more, and more efficiently. So that was my theory that I was thinking. You're always just so happy when you're running, and that I feel is helping you produce these great performances as well. There doesn't seem to be any unwanted tension there when you're running. So, and it's a joy to see, and it's infectious as well. You know, you can't help but smile when when you see you on the course. So. Yeah, I I love that about your racing, I really do. Yeah,
2: in fact, it's super important because uh, people sometimes they are unhappy, but um, we have to realize everything we are doing in our life, it's us we decide. And if we don't want to do it, but don't do it. If when you are racing, you are not happy to race, don't take a start and uh, do something else. So nobody force you to, to do a race. So when you take the start, you, you take the start because you want to be on the start. So, really? so that's why me, when I'm racing, I'm happy because I'm happy to be here. It's, uh, so this is very important, like you say, for your body to, to be happy because uh, the life uh, should be happy.
0: That positive energy yes. definitely shows off, and it shows off with your performance too, right? Because I think I believe when when I race, I think you definitely seen this too. It's it's always better to smile than to frown because it takes more muscles and more energy. And also, it could be a psychological thing to psyche like your 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 uh, competitors out when you're smiling to the course when they're grimacing and hurting in yeah. pain. (laughs)
2: yeah me uh, i'm smiling because uh, it's so funny in fact if you take um, a step back and you observe we are all together in the race and pushing like uh, crazy and uh, if you realize it's it's very it's not stupid it's funny (laughs) so that's why me when i saw people um, even when they are pushing hard and they struggle because they have to carry something very heavy I, I very think it's funny because uh, in the normal life I think nobody will do that, <laughs> so, and we are like that all together to to carry crazy stuff. So that's why I'm I'm laughing when I I saw people <laughs> during the race. <laughs> I'm not joking about you. I just laughing about the situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Of
0: course. <laughs> so let's talk about this year, 2021. Not many uh, actual races happened, but you and Jackie. You guys took it all the way to U.S. for the U.S. National Series. So the first foreign race that took place earlier this year, the U.S. National Series out in Jacksonville. How was that experience and what was your thought going out there? What got you out there? Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was a good choice to go over there. 2020, it was the same goal. But for this year, 2021, I want to be very focused on the U.S. Series and the three world championships. So when I saw I can go for racing in the U.S., I said, yes. But uh, in the same time with Jackie, we, um, we plan to spend uh, more than one month in the wild. We want to be very far from the, what's going on in the society. So we, we decided to go to Costa Rica and to explore and to live really like animals, very simple with quite nothing. So it was um, a good challenge for Jackie and me to, to train for this event because uh, I want to be fit for the for Jacksonville, but in sometimes times I, I want to enjoy my experience to be in the wide so we need to find the balance and i think we found the perfect balance because uh to arrive second on the sprint for all ladies it was super cool yeah well, i was very happy about this race and happy to see all the other girls and uh, the atmosphere it was super great so yeah
0: that's awesome, and then also with the race itself, like how was the race for you? How did you feel? How did it go?
2: For me, it was interesting because uh, during, like I said, it was two months I couldn't touch uh, obstacle, so I was uh, in the forest and tried to to do some pull up or push up uh, with a tree. Who, um, everybody know my well, the obstacle is not my best part, but um, it was uh, super interesting because. When we took the start, I uh, feel super good, and uh, I could stay with all the other girls. I say, oh, this is a good surprise, and uh, obstacle by obstacle, everything was fine, and I can drop those there. Uh Only Nicole was super fast, but uh, I was super okay with this because uh, I, I was not really prepared to be faster than than Nicole. So it was a good surprise.
1: I don't think half the field were prepared, <laughs> including the, the males, to be as fast as Nicole. So,
0: <laughs> so with that, that awesome finish of yours kicking off the series, I guess the next stop is you're going to be there for the next US national series. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, for, uh, just uh, one week ago we heard the second stop is uh, Poston. So, yep. I don't know when you will Post-turned be. Yet. I'm more fit, <laughs> but it uh, doesn't matter. I keep going my training and um, I will see what's going on
0: I'm talking about your training what is your training normally like
2: my training uh, it depends the day and <laughs> um, now it's good because i'm more focused only on the running race and obstacle race so i don't need to spend a lot a lot of time on my kayak on my mountain bike i'm still biking but no like before because before until last year I need to bike a lot and kayaking a lot, so I'm paddling a lot, so I didn't have a really time for running. So since last year my focus is more on the running to try to improve my running part, because if I'm better runner, it will be more easy for me during the race. So what I'm doing when I'm wake up, <laughs> I'm doing my stretching, and after I do some core workout. I mm-hmm. spend a lot of time on my garden, so we try to, <laughs> in fact, I'm training since 20 years, so I need to find a way, Ooh, my training is not boring, so it's not like normal training, like I say it's more focused, but I spend more time with my tree and to gardening than in the in the gym.
0: Sounds like a very interesting and different different type of training. And it sounds like one that you're more connected with nature versus others trying to focus too much on the running side or the, the strength side. You have more of a holistic view of things.
2: Yeah.
0: This is your permaculture
1: garden with zero waste, Miriam, right?
2: Yes, yes. In fact, that's why I really love Spartan because I know some people, they complain because the obstacles are not enough uh, hard, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's very important to keep some race like that because it's... Uh, You can be strong on the Spartan race with a normal life. Just to be outside, like a, a builder, like a, a man who want to work on the forest, he can come and race and that's all. Because all the exercise is the same what you can do if you want to work with the nature. So that's why yeah, I really like this sport. Because you can all the day push your wheelbarrow, uh, do some haul, and after you have the grip, you have the strength to, to do a race. So... I really love this idea because uh, sport is very important. But to be autosufficient is very, very important. And Spartan bring people to be more autosufficient for their life. For example, when you carry something, it's like you now you are when you are you you are able to carry your food from your market. You you can like you say you can build your house because you are strong in the Spartan. You are able to to build uh, your normal house so that's why i really love this uh the spirit of the spartan race
1: with your running sessions miriam are there any structured sessions in terms of do you do like interval sessions tempo sessions do you include a long run or is it different to that i'm just just intrigued to know if jackie puts in very specific sessions um to hone your training
2: yeah, yeah, I have some uh, very <laughs> fun <session. laughs> Um Per week, I have three different intensity training. I have a really short one. So, for example, I, I explained last week what I did. Uh, one day, I had two times, yeah. 20 seconds fast, 20 seconds slow, 50 times. And also, I have uh, two times, 40 seconds fast and 40 seconds slow. Uh, 20 times, so it's a big block, and uh, another session, it will short interval, but short, middle interval, Uh, I had uh, for example, 8 times uh, 3 minutes, fast, and uh, the last session, it will be a long interval, Uh, Saturday, I did 3 times 50 minutes, fast, and every 4 minutes, I have uh, 50 seconds super fast, so and with only five or ten minutes recovery between the mm. 15 minutes so wow. and it's quite the same in fact jackie tried to when he knew which race i will do he tried to build like a race so every session will have the same timing that i will have during the race for example, uh, if I'm training for a sprint, the goal is to run fast for 35 minutes. For a sprint, the goal is to, read, to be run fast for 1 hour, uh, 1 hour 5 minutes. So for example, it. Uh, his goal will be for the well, now we don't know when we will be my race, but if it will be in May, uh, the last week of before my race, it will be one hour intensity training. So it will be four blocks of 15 minutes.
1: Got it. So you, you very much cater the length of your sessions to hit the amount of time you'll be on course for the race that's coming up.
2: When you train for ultra, it's different because uh, you can't train for eight. <laughs>
1: hours.
0: So
2: it's, uh, it's different. But it's more for the short race like uh, sprint and super. And for the beast, it's the same. It's try I keep my speed from the super. So this is a goal. So, for example, uh, before Tahoe, um, it's quite common. I will have, uh, for example, uh, one session, I will have uh, two times one hour full speed and with only five or ten minutes recover recovery between the two times.
1: A lot of the strength training, so away from the running, a lot of the, the strength yeah. training comes from just you being in the garden and and using natural obstacles
2: yes. yeah uh, we have everything at home to, to be performant in obstacle but I really prefer to spend time in my garden it's not uh <laughs> it's it's cool to be in the gym even if my gym is outside but uh, um I really want to be with my trees so that's why. So Jackie sometimes yeah. he he say, oh, Mimi go to the gym I say yes yes <laughs> like a uh, 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 children <laughs> I will go <laughs> one day.
1: Yeah. So yeah this balance you're striking between your love of racing adventure and love for the planet seems like this this journey is kind of all of these things are intertwining for you beautifully I was going to say and and people can I guess can experience this if they came to one of your raw adventure camps in Tenerife if we signed up for one of these camps what would an experience look like for us
2: it will be amazing experience it's, it's um in fact With Jackie, we have a very different lifestyle than the people, but we want to just the people experience it can be easy to have some little change in their life. And this little change in their life will have a big impact and impact for. Planet, but also for the health. The experience it will be to try to eat only fruits because uh, people are very afraid about fruits. All the time, when you talk about fruits, it's oh, too much sugar, too much Libby, uh, too much uh, blah, blah, blah. Us, we are eating fruits since 10 years and uh, we change our diet. Since we have changed our diet, everything uh, runs super good for our body. We are not anymore sick, we are more happy and uh, we don't have uh, any inflammation. So it's a huge difference because uh, me, I'm living with my body. So I need to take care with my body. So to just experience how it can be possible to live only with fruit and also to experience to have um, a very simple life, but uh, comfortable because we are not hippie people. It's easy to have zero waste uh, for example, we have a dry toilet. We don't use any chemicals, so all the um, the water it's from when you when you do your dishwashing or your washing machine or your or shower. Everything is going straight to the plant, so you don't have uh, any waste on the with the water. It's so important because water is life. Uh, what you will try, you will learn about how to plant because it's so easily to just plant seed. In fact, uh, that's why it's so important to eat fruit with the seed because every seed in the fruit it should grow. So you just put in the soil and they grow. And also how to breathe, how to have a happy life. That's all. <laughs> how,
1: how long are the camps, Mariam, you run? One
2: uh, One week. One week. Yeah, we, we have different kind of camp. We have camp only for the people who want to detox, to really clean themselves. We have a camp where we share all our knowledge about how the body works, all of, more holistic. So it's about energy, about respect of the nature. And we have a camp more for training, for the people who want to perform on sport because uh, I think we have many ideas to share to help people to be more performant and uh, if you check you will see we are we are not many people who don't take any compliments and uh, with Jackie since we change our diet we have any supplement any compliment we don't have any sponsor of this kind because we don't want because we don't need
1: do a lot of people struggle when they come to the camps or do you find that they embrace what you're teaching them or is it a mixture kind of of both
2: It's super interesting because um, we had some experiences. It was people bring some, for example, they bring their husband or their wife and uh, they didn't want to to change at all their diet. And uh, it was super interesting because in fact, if you explain to the people why we are eating like that and why we change our lifestyle, it's uh, so simple and so logical so they love it and they they feel it because in fact what we try to teach people to be reconnect with themselves because actually the people they just listen what the, the mainstream or what the people they told they blah 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 they say you have to do that it's good for you but they don't listen to everybody and if they listen it's so surprising because they they have the key And even people very far from our diet or from our vision of the life, they fall in love because they say, oh, yes, uh, I feel it and uh, it's good for me. So we had only good experiences. And the thing also, because when they come, they they are sometimes very afraid to have only fruit. But as we told them, if you want to eat like a chicken or what you want, you are allowed, you is not... uh, we don't want to push people to be like us. We just want to show who to try. So, and just to tell them, you if you want, we go, we found a solution. And uh, so they are very confident. And uh, it's very surprising because uh, no one tried, uh, no one buy another kind of food. They just go on fruit and they were super happy. And after three days, they really feel the difference in their body. So after they don't want to change at all. So this is great.
1: That's awesome. Miriam, one of the things I wanted to ask you as well is, um, with your website, and we'll we'll include a link to your camps and and to your website as well, because it's brilliant in terms of information and diving a bit deeper into some of the topics that we've talked about. You have this phrase, which is race to green the desert. Yes. (laughs) Can you explain a little bit more what that means?
2: Uh, What that means? For me, it's very important to to green the desert, but the desert is not only desert with sand. Um, if you look around you, you will see there are a lot of deserts. And, uh, for example, in the garden, like like English garden, they don't have fruit trees. And if you want to be free, me, I think it's very important to have uh, food with abundance, and uh, we don't need to buy it. So if the people know they can eat fruit, or if they remember me, I'm eating fruit. If there are big crashes in the world, (laughs) it means they know. If they found the fruit or fruit trees, they can eat for free, or they can be they can survive. So me, I want to plant fruit trees everywhere in the on the planet. So since ten years. Um, when we are racing, we use nearly eighty percent of our prize money to plant trees. So we bought uh, forest. To us, we bought uh, tree and we go to plant. And if we don't have time to plant, we give money to someone and they plant fruit trees. So we have uh, three forests in China. Nice. We have forest in in uh, Italia. Asia. A lot in uh, in Bolivia. Yeah. In now in Costa Rica is so important. And I want to, to spray this, this project because, uh, now, you know, the people, they are fighting because they are afraid to lose their job because they, they want to give uh, food to their, um, to their kids. And uh, if they know they can find three, It means they will have food forever because uh, a fruit tree is just a present of the a gift of the nature, and uh, they give fruit, and uh, us we can eat, and we are we can live. So this is cool.
1: Yeah, and I love the fact, Miriam, as well, that you can back all this up. If people say, "Oh, but how how would you get enough energy?" You can say, "Well, back in Morzine in the summer of 2019, I ran." An ultra, a beast, a super, and a sprint in the same weekend, purely off fruit. So, you know, you you are a living proof that living a a raw fruit diet can work and lead not just to a healthy lifestyle, but you can perform as a elite athlete on a raw fruit diet, yeah, which is and, absolutely uh, amazing. <laughs>
2: If you try it, you you will be amazed. I don't want to convince people, but uh, just if they can remember, it's... Uh, because like I say, I'm in the quartz program, so it means the people they have access to all my blood tests and everything. They can see it. It's not because I'm different, it's just because it's what the body needs and it's uh, amazing. I'm not afraid to keep going for racing because uh, I know my body it can do it. It's uh, just uh, normal.
0: So what's next, Mimi? What's uh, what do you have future? What's your future goals and plans?
2: My next, <laughs> I have a lot, uh, but I can share with you. Um, yesterday I did uh, a lot of experiences with uh, with a tree to had uh, to have electricity. Ah. Yesterday we discover it's not discover, but I have read about that because I'm very very focused about uh free energy, all of this kind. And um so we did experiences with Jackie with uh two Aaron, know Aaron, and we put a pipe in the ground and we get electricity. So I want to develop this uh, system, not to have, um, not to do a market, but just to give information to the people. And uh, so it means everybody can have access to the electricity. It's at the moment, is not a huge amount of electricity, but you can have light. So this is quite cool to know that and uh, so this is my project for this year i really want to work on this project and also i want to work on the seawater factory last year we have been to nicaragua to talk with um, uh, dr uh, Hilary T- teresa and uh, in nicaragua they give to the population uh, 6,000 liters of seawater to the people and they heal everything and they give for free. So my goal is to create a seawater factory to offer, to give access to the people for, for free. So for, for a very cheap price because it's so important to, to be healthy. And also um, I, I did many experiences and uh, to do agriculture with seawater. So, I sprout many lentils, many seeds, and it's, it's working. And so, this is so important for me because uh, um, water it's a, a big topic. And uh, when you realize 97% of seawater, uh, the, of the water is seawater, it means if we know we can use it, it's uh, a freedom for people. So, I'm working on this. And after on my sports career, <laughs> I will be on the Golden Series. So I will do all the races. So this is the Golden, Golden Tri Series from
1: nice. The Golden Trail Series, they, they showed some phenomenal footage of that last year when they combined it all into one race. And we, we saw you on there. That'll be exciting watching you because the Golden Trail, the footage they put out, they're doing a remarkable job of getting oh, such yes. good footage there. So really excited yeah. to watch you on that, Mariam.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And the good thing is because um, I am on the Elite Programme, so the race will be on. So this is sure I can train for that. And uh, it will be like on the ASORES, it will be sure we will race. So this is cool. And also I will be super focused on the three World Championships of the Spartans. I really want to have the three titles this year. So have a busy busy year.
0: <laughs> that is some good goals planned out. And all the best to you because we're going to be cheering you on from that, or watching all the different types of recaps. And just seeing you out there from one of our close friends, that's awesome to hear that you're going to be tackling all these different races. Mm-hmm. So then the one last question we have is, what do you think is the one of the biggest factors that's helping you unlock your athletic potential?
2: <laughs> thank you for the question <laughs> but to to eat fruits uh, no, i know i to change my diet this helped me a lot to to be to have this potential right now because uh, if i will if i have kept my normal diet i will be i will be not here anymore <laughs> i will be <laughs> injured everywhere i will be <laughs> Uh, no watching TV because I've never watched TV, but uh, <laughs> I will do, some, do something else. So, yeah, this is, uh, for me, it's an uh, amazing uh, discovery to help me to be athlete right now.
1: <laughs> I love that. Wow, M- Miriam, is there any any people or sponsors that you'd like to shout out who have helped you along this this journey?
2: Um, uh, on my sponsor side, um, I'm not working a lot on this side. So, But I really want to thank uh, Paybacks, Arkema, because uh, well, this is very weird for me at the start because it's a uh, chimy uh, factory, uh, shimmy company. Like you say, chemistry. And, uh, but in yep. fact, they are, um, since 80 years, they are working to have uh, plastic with, uh, castor oil. It was super interesting. Wow. And they really want to help me to green the desert because, um, they are using this material because, uh, of, uh castor oil, it doesn't impact the side of the, you know when you are it, now you you heard a lot of different kind of plastic but it's with corn with uh, some uh, I don't know what you have, uh, a different uh, corn. In fact, you can heat. So it can be complicated to have plastic with food. But castor oil, you can't heat. So this is great because they are working on the topic. Nobody normally use it, but the good thing, you can plant in the part with desertic. We don't need a lot of water and uh, don't need a lot of minerals. So in the soil, uh, very poor. you can. Can plant this plant and you can do something uh health so this is a really great idea so i love this sponsor it, it's uh, i'm happy to to be with them even if it is a chemistry. but even if me i'm am for living like in the wild uh, i'm happy to have my uh, phone i'm happy to be with you on the computer so uh, it's important to have uh, technology but uh, I'm sure you can have a uh, green technology so yeah this is a, a really good sponsor <laughs> for me
1: yeah I'm, I'm intrigued actually to to look into this a little bit more and we'll definitely add some links in our show notes to this as well I think I think that would be really yeah. interesting for our listeners to, to check that out
2: but you will be very surprised because in fact a lot of sole from the running shoes they are made with these materials so it's, okay. um, yeah, when you will check it, you will be super surprised. Oh, yes. And many, many brands, yes, yeah, they use it. It will be great if more brands will use it. So it's the, it's for running shoes.
1: Nice. And I'm guessing there might be one particular person you might want to give a, a shout out to as well, Mimi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, a big kiss to you. <laughs> <laughs> <No>? <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking Jackie, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, Jackie, of
2: course, but Jackie is my husband. <laughs> no, nah, I want to thank Jackie, of course, because <laughs> it's my partner and uh, uh, it's my partner for training. It's my coach, but uh, you know it. <laughs> I don't, but uh, now nah, I'm yeah, very. Yeah. It's a given. I want No, to... nah, I want to thank you, you, because it's. I'm very happy to talk with you and to share with you. So it's cool and uh, to see. Yeah, to yeah, thank you to welcome
1: me. Well, Mimi, we we are so blessed and grateful to have had your time on the podcast. And I think as well, this has just been a brilliant conversation because many people, obviously, they see you on the circuit, but they don't really know how passionate you are, not just about racing, but about seeing planet Earth become a better place. And um, I know we were talking off air, but we, we both very much see ourselves as like global citizens of the world I know I was born in the UK now living in Singapore you're French now living in Tenerife but we kind of wish there was this kind of almost international passport right yes. where like Captain yes. Planet yeah Captain Planet exactly. exactly there you go yeah you know I, I love your perspective on this as well and I thought I maybe saw like an image or, or picture of you and Jackie maybe holding some sort of like international passport or international card is, is that right yeah, or-
2: yeah it's true it's, uh, and uh, everybody can ask, in fact, well, uh, I can share a little bit about, about that. The passport for traveling yeah. is not long time ago, it's on the market, and they decide after the second war, the organization, the nation, the uni, United Nations Organization.
1: Is it the UN, the United yes, Nations? but
2: in fact, if we are more yeah. people to, to ask for this uh, global uh, passport, we can be recognised because... Uh, the planet is not, it's for everybody. It's not normal to have borderline. The borderline is just because it was a war or because uh, they decide to put uh, borderline. But when they decide, if you are on the right, or on the left, they didn't ask you where you want to go. They put the borderline in this pond. So, so yeah, it's not a joke about this. Uh, it's not a, a passport, but yeah. uh, it's identity. And uh, I think we are already 2 million people to sign about that. And uh, we can oh, be
1: wow. more and
2: more. Wow. Yes.
1: That's amazing. And, uh, well, I definitely would would like to find out more about that. And I'm very aligned with you in terms of, I see myself very much as a, a global citizen. And obviously, you know, I have mixed international kind of roots in my background. And my wife, born in Malaysia, but she has Chinese, Indian descent. And then obviously our child will be born in in mm-hmm. singapore as well so we definitely definitely see ourselves as very much global citizens and so yeah no definitely pleased that you've talked about that and we'll we'll certainly look into that as well that's amazing mimi
2: thank you yeah in fact it's so important to to be all together because we are we are all human, and uh, the nationality where we are from is, is doesn't make very sense because we have the same genetic. Uh, even if the people say we don't have the same, but uh, we are from the the nature. We it's just the magic of the life we are yeah. here. So we have to be all together instead to fight each other um, against each other.
1: Absolutely, and more than ever now with this this whole covid thing and uh hopefully when this world opens back up we uh, we look forward to actually connecting with you Miriam in person uh, and along with Jackie and Thomas and and, and everybody else on this in- incredible Spartan journey and this sp- incredible Spartan community that we have so we will hold it there Mimi thank you again so much so much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you we will be rooting for you uh during those US national series races and your quest to win all of those three spartan world championships but also and more importantly we'll be rooting for you with your, your quest to green the desert as well uh which is i know key to your heart and, and, and your mission as well so and happy birthday for tomorrow happy as well Birthday, um...
2: <laughs> yes thank you <laughs>
1: yeah. and that my friends is unlocking athletic potential we hope you've enjoyed this episode
0: and taking something away with you to help you perfect your craft.